Hello, welcome to Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have Coach Kevin Board on the podcast today. Coach is the uh, head coach at New Lexington High School in Ohio. And uh, Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Coach. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, tell the tell the listener a little, little bit about yourself and your background and what got you in the coaching. Okay. Uh, you know, I played football at uh, Williamstown, West Virginia. Uh, you know, small school team that um, you know they're they're pretty traditional playoff um, appearance in single A. There, um, you know, we were part of uh, the state's longest winning streak for regular season um, back in two thousand. Uh, probably started back like oh. 201 and ran through uh, my senior year. We lost to Belfry, Ohio. So, but uh, Martinsburg, I think, since has, has broken that uh, with with their stuff. But after that, went and played college ball at West Liberty University as a wide receiver, um, and then kind of bounced around my first couple of years. First year at Bishop Donahue uh, Memorial High School, small Catholic school, up in McMechan as a wide receiver, uh, defensive line coach. Then moved to, uh, to Ripley, West Virginia, for a year, and then took my first head coaching job in. Um, 2000, the fall of 2015, um, at Petersburg High School in West Virginia. Uh, stayed there for four years, and then uh, this is my first year here in New Lexington, Ohio. Um, so uh, it's been uh, it's been good. It's been fun. You know, learned a lot along the way. Been uh, been around a lot of great coaches too that have helped me kind of grow and develop. So it's it's been quite an experience. Yeah, coach. I remember we met. What was that? 2016. You came down Riverside, and we talked a little football. Yeah, yeah, we connected there on Twitter. Uh, actually, it's funny. I was thinking about the other day. I was driving. Um, you know, me, you, and Darren were kind of talking on Twitter. Uh, Darren Hazen with Mary, great dude, um, about you know getting together like a West Virginia coaches like summit. You know, we had talked about that way back when. And like, oh, man, let's do it. Let's do it. You know, we never did it, but uh, now Coalfields is doing a lot of the, a lot of something like that. You know, did their clinic last year in uh, in Beckley. Um, but uh, funny how Twitter can bring you together. But yeah, we got together, talked some X and O's, and then. I got together with my boy uh, Craig Snyder up at Winfield the same way. You know, kind of connected with him at a AP conference, and we kind of talked here and there on Twitter, and then got with him and talked some X and O's as well. Yeah, she, Craig Snyder, going, he's going to convince you to run the single wing, coach. <laughs> no, no, Craig's a good dude, man. He he does love that single wing. Yeah, he uh, man, he's he's top notch. I need to have him on one of these days. He's one of my favorite guys. They're they're so well coached, so hard to prepare for. Uh, this dude's such a such a great, great job. So, Coach, talk about you know your your journey as a as a head coach. Um, you're young, Coach. How old, how old are you? I just turned thirty uh, December second, so a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, get, give the uh, give the listeners some advice on what it's like to be a young head coach and uh, how to how to do it well because you've obviously done it well. Um, you know, I appreciate that first, but uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is uh, you know, you gotta. Uh, it's tough, man. It's tough. You know, you, you take any job, you know, whether it be assistant or head coach. I mean, you think you have a good idea of what you're going to get into, and then you see what you really get into. Um, you know, so it's kind of a lot, a lot of learning on the go. Um, you know, but uh, like I said, I had great coaches in high school, college, and then some of the guys, uh, you know, Coach D at, at Bishop Donahue that I worked for for a year, um, you know, was instrumental in, in me being a, a better coach. You know, he really talked about, you know, in high school we were, you know, we won a lot of games. Uh, played for three state championships, um, you know, so it, it was like success and winning driven. Uh, college, we we did we put up a lot of points, a lot of records and, and stuff. Um, you know, again, winning Supremium, won a conference championship in 09. Um, then Coach D, man, he was really big on, um, you know, loving your players, you know, loving your guys. That You know, X's and O's will, 
will get you so far, but uh, it's really about the, the guys that you can plug into your X's and, and your O's or whatever that really make the difference. You know? So he was really a guy I was blessed to, to work with my first year out of out of college uh, and learn about, you know, just love your guys. And, um, you know, when they, when they know you love them, man, they'll, they'll go to a brick wall for you. It don't matter if you put them in single wing, wing T spread, whatever. Um, you know, when, you, when you've got a guy that uh, believes in you and trusts you and loves you, uh, I think those kids will go a long way for you. Um, but the second thing, man, was just keeping it simple. Um, you know, I remember my first year had probably my uh, best team other than this group that I just had last year, um, just skill-wise. You know, had a 300-pound lineman that went on to be an all-conference player for, as a freshman. I had a quarterback that was all-state, uh, went on to play four years at Marietta College as a wide receiver, started all four years. Uh, tremendous athletes everywhere. But, uh, again, being your first year as a head coach, learning all the things as you go, um, you no, know, I was trying to. He's like, you see Clemson run this sweet play, and you want to, you want to run it. You see this team run this sweet play, and you got to run it. And uh, you know, really, it was. You know, we were trying anything and everything, and um, you know, we, we just, you know, same. You weren't great at anything. You know, what I mean, because you're you're trying to do so much. So, uh, the last couple of years, really, the last two, I've really cut down. You know, often I'm more of an offensive guy, and really cut down the playbook and uh, and concepts and things to where we're running like three, four base run schemes as a whole. Um, you know, we'll, we'll pick one or two or three that we like each week and really hammer it. Fast concepts, we'll take three or four that we really like and hammer it that week. But, um, you know, when we cut our, when I cut my playbook down, uh, they're, they're just able to go out there and play so much faster. You know what I mean? So they're not thinking. They're just going out there and reacting. Um, so simplicity and just loving the guys you have is really the two big things that I think if you, if you can do those two things, I think you'll be successful no matter what program, what level you're at. Coach, that's, that's, that's really, really good stuff. You know, we talked about, simplicity and how much is not enough right and how many tools do you need in the toolbox do you find that to be a, a hard balance um yeah yes and no you know, certainly you want to have an answer uh for anything and everything um so yeah i so said when we go through uh we go through summer mini camp and all that in two days um you know i stole this from um the uh, the air raid guys, you know, they, they did like a three day install. So they did these runs, these passes this day, come back the next day, do a whole new set of plays. Third day, do another set, and then you just rotate through them. So they're getting a ton of reps. So like we have a, a wider playbook, but really we try to be great at you know a handful of things. You know what I mean? It's in a given down. I, I I try to keep it between two to three concepts. Again, down and distance certainly would dictate that. Run game same way. Um, but I've really found that having more simplicity to it was much more easy for our guys and allow us to be much better. You know, this past year we were heavy inside zone with uh, some counter off of that. Um, you know, I think you still have to have an answer to everything, but um, when you run it over and over and over again, you, get, you just get better at it. You know what I mean? So they can execute it uh, without having to think. I mean, whereas you, you throw this play in there that you haven't really wrapped or ran, um, you know, I don't think you're putting your kids in a position to be successful. You know, they really have to, to understand and have mastered what you want them to do. And like I said, I, I've just seen much more success keeping it simple to where, um, you know, they don't have to guess, you know, it's, Hey, we're running zone again. You know, what, what else would we be running? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always good that are your guys are masters at, at a few things as, as opposed to being, uh, you know, a master of none, right? Cause you do, you do everything. Um, so coach, you're a spread guy. Talk about your defensive philosophy. I know we've, you know, we, we go back and forth on Twitter, you know, I play a lot of man coverage here at Nitro, um, you know, but talk about kind of what's your philosophy on defense? 
Um, yeah, defensively, I've done a lot of different things. Uh, again, I think the biggest thing with anything, and it's the same way with offensive uh, stuff, you know, that, um, and again, this, this really, I think, roots and stems from uh, my year that I spent at Bishop Donahue with, with Coach Dardinas, um, you know, and just loving your guys and doing what, what's best for them. And, and I think when you put any of it, whatever system is going to make you be the most successful is what you have to do. You know what I mean? Like, if I had hogs and everything else, man, we'd be power, we run at them. You know what I mean? If I've got a line with 150 dudes, we're, we're probably going to be uh, throwing and getting out to our guys in space so our quarterback doesn't get killed. Um, you know, so defensively, it's, you know, whatever scheme, I feel like your, your athletes and your kids fit. You know, I, um, when I was at Petersburg our four years, um, you know, we ran a modified – the first year we were 4-4, cover one, uh, as we felt like we had very good athletes, an outside backer that could go out and cover, but they could also tackle in space. And I had a free safety that could run sideline to sideline. Uh, the second year, we lost some of those guys, so we kind of uh, modified that. We ran a version the next three years of a, like a 4-2-5 out of a 3-4 kind of package that – um, you know, we were just trying to get more athletes on the field, more speed, more athleticism. Um, to my last year, we ran, not this past year, two years ago, 2018, we were running with two defensive linemen and, and linebacker type kids everywhere. You know, so again, we were just so much more athletic that we could have put four defensive linemen out there. But, um, you know, we just, we were losing a lot. We had a lot of talent standing on the sideline, a lot of skill. Um, and so this past year, uh, moving in, you know, I, I let the defensive coordinator from last year kind of keep the things that he was doing in place. So it, was, it wasn't so much for the kids uh, to have to relearn and do everything else. But we kind of found as we went that, um, you know, we still had some pretty good dudes on the sideline. And, um, you know, towards the end of the year, we started running a little bit more 3-4. Uh, and our defensive ends were, were a little bit uh, less butt in the pants. But, uh, you know, they were slicker. They were quicker. They were more elusive. So... Uh, you know, again, next year we're looking forward to more of a three-four package, just because that's the type of kid we have. So, really, I think as long as you're finding the system, I don't, the coverage, uh, the front, whatever, as long as you're putting your best athletes on the field, I think you'll be successful. But, um, you know, we were able to keep some of the same coverage as blitzes and stunts and different things, but uh, we just took a, a heavier guy off the field and, and brought another type of tackler and a runner on the field. Yeah, I, I love it, Coach. I, I I find myself the longer I coach. You know, I would never say we have like a system because yeah. your guys change every year. Right. And you have to put your, like you said, you have to put your best guys on the field. I think the New England, New England Patriots do a great job of that in, in the NFL. Yeah. Where like they just, whatever guys they got that year, you know, that's what they morph it to. And, um, you know, I know, you know, on Twitter, you can, you know, guys are selling like these systems and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, that's great. And it's a lot of good material, but I don't know that really you can run the same system every year and be fair to your kids. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? No, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, at our level, um, <laughs> kind of joke, I guess you can't recruit, uh, you can't, you're not recruiting, right? We know what goes on and all that, but, uh, you, you get the kids that are in your halls. I mean, and, uh, you know, from year to year, those are going to be different types of kids, different styles of kids uh, with different skill sets. Um, you know, it's like I said, you, you got to be able to put your best guys out there and put them in the best position that, you know, if I'm a wing T guy through and through, you know, but I, I don't have any tailbacks or wingbacks that can run. I don't have a big fullback. You know, am I really being doing what's best for my kids to win? You know, and, uh, it's not like a college where you can go and recruit like, hey, I want a 6'3", 230-pound fullback every year, and I can recruit that. I can find that somewhere across the country. You know, you've got a small pool of talent and kids that, you know, i got to do whatever I can do to find my best 11 guys. You know, so 
I couldn't agree with you more. I think you have to do what's good for you. I don't think you can have a true system, so to speak, where um, you know, I think you can keep principles the same You know, offensively. Um, I've been 10, 11, 21, 22 personnel in our schemes. Our concepts don't change. But the type of kid we have, we can plug in and we can get a different look. But we the, the stay the same thing or keeps us the same look for the quarterback and, and everything else. So I, I think there's ways you can work around it to stay within your scheme and um, what you do so that way you're not changing what you do every year. So I think the kids do need a sense of familiarity. But um, you know, overall, I, I think you just got to do what you can do for your kids. Yeah, like, like you were saying, to make sure, obviously, fits your kids and it's familiar. And, you know, it's, it's hard, especially this time of year. I know – for me, I have like a PowerPoint I update throughout the season, and hey, I like this formation with this these plays. And then, like two days later, you see something on Twitter or like the Glazier Clinic site, and you're like, oh, that that would work for my kids. So, how do you right. decide like what like what works best for you and your players? Like, when do you like pare all that down and make a final decision going into a season? Um, you know, I think the you, know, you want to be able to do as much as you can with as little as you can, you know, as much as, as silly as that sounds. You know, I think if you can find, like, we've got some concepts. I was just talking to uh, so Matt Altabella the other day at Moorfield, another great dude I worked with and coached against. Um, you know, he was asking about cover three beaters. Like, oh, man, this is a great cover three beater we've used, but it's also good against one, zero, and you've had some success with against four as well. That if you can find a pass concept, for example, that works against um, multiple coverages, you know, that's, that's something you can keep in your game plan each week. You're not throwing it out week to week. Um, you know, inside zone is a great play that, you know, it's like, golly, why didn't somebody say this like 20 years ago or something, right? People run it, but it's like, it's the end all be all to run plays, obviously, right? It's the best thing ever. Um, but it, it's just good because you can throw it against any front and you can have success with it. Now, certainly there's things that you can do off of it or defensively to kind of um, halt it or slow it down, but then you can make some twists. It's just that chess mask. But uh, really it's just trying to find some things that um, either you're doing and it's a small tweak or a tag off of something that you already have as a base play, or I said, maybe you say, Hey, this, this would work so much better with what we're seeing this year. These teams are running this, you know, this is a great concept or play or, or stunt or coverage or whatever. Um, like I said, it's kind of a fine line between overloading and, and doing enough to where you have answers for whatever you're going to see. You know, it's funny you talk about inside zone. They used to, that was our base run play for a long time. And this past year we went to a, a lot of like GT counter, kind of like, like Oklahoma's running, and uh, some things to off that, some jet sweeps, some quarterback ISO, and I don't know. It's I go back and forth between this, you know zone or gap scheme the you know the best, and obviously it depends on your personnel. But our, um, from listening to you talk, you're a big zone scheme coach, right? Yeah, yeah. No, but those are our, so those are our, really our two base run plays. I mean, we uh, you know we want to be able to run zone anytime and every time. Um, you know, that's kind of like, I think you have to have a play that you can hang your hat on. That way the kids know that, hey, when it's third and one, we need a yard. You know, I know the coach is going to call this. You know what I mean? They can't be thinking, was it going to be powers? Is it going to be trap, zone, stretch, uh, toss, or are we going to throw? You know I mean, I think that down a distance kind of would know your kids have a great idea of, oh, you know, we know that we can pound it right here with inside zone. You know, that's our base play. We're coming to it when we need one or two yards. Um, but off that, I mean, so many things defensively defensive coordinators would do you know you see that pack coming across the quarterback's face all the time you know they start blitzing off of it or looping around to play quarterback so uh, that's where I think the GT counter we do a lot of Q counter I know I was listening to your other podcast there the other day and you were talking about uh, quarterback counter off of it um, that, we've had a lot of success I've had a lot of success with that everywhere I've been 
um, you know, that's kind of a nice change up to it where, you know, the, the front side's kind of looking like that, and then you got the guys wrapped around, and your quarterback pulls it where they're keying that running back. So, I think, yeah, like I said, you got to have enough tools in your tool belt to have answers for what they're doing. Um, you know, makes it, if all you do is inside zone, there's certainly ways you can take that away. So, I think GT counters a, a nice um, change up to that. Um, but uh, I agree. I think that I think you, it's tough. Like I said, you got to find something that works for all your um, everything you're going to see, right? But uh, yeah, have the answers too. Yeah, so in high school, you know, we we all see different things depending on where we are. You know, right. like, like in college, I feel like you know, everybody runs basically the same offense and somewhat the same defense because they all see the same stuff. But right. in high school, that can vary greatly week to week. You know, what what's your thoughts on that? No, I agree with you. Um, I think back to my first and second year at Petersburg, um, I still, I mean, the defensive coordinator, we're, we're still tight. We talk weekly now, uh, even having moved away. But, uh, you know, it's like, man, we got to do this, we got to do that. Because like, one week we're seeing spread five wide. The next week it's I formation. The next week it's back to a two-by-two two spread. The next week it's um, 11 personnel with the sniffer. It's Next week it's wing T. That, you know, what we were doing was we were changing an entire defensive scheme each week to where, you know, like I said, you talk about familiarity with the kids that, you know, from week to week, we were never running the same thing. So, um, again, I don't know that you can execute a game plan that you put in in a week to the best level. You know, we we had you just we just played base that we had repped all summer and everything else. You know, at least you stand a chance because they're so familiar with it. They can go out there and make a play regardless. Um, so, you know, I, like I said, I think you have to find some type of scheme that allows you to, to defend multiple things. And that's where a lot of guys look at what they do and what they're looking at and say, you know, what, what gives us the best chance to win and um, what can we do defensively or offensively that allows us to, regardless of what we see, have an answer. You know, and again, going back to inside zone, you, whether it's a three-man front, a four-man front, a five-man front, you know, you have those set rules that regardless of what we can, what we see, you know, our rules don't really change. You know, I mean, versus a gap scheme, I think they change a little bit more with where your combo blocks are and everything else. So, uh, to me, the zone's kind of a play that allows you to, no matter what you're going to see, have an answer for it. So, uh, I think that's good. That's awesome, Coach. That is, that is awesome. Um, changing gears here a little bit. You know, you you've been a head coach at two different places as, as a young coach. What yeah. what's one of the keys of, you know, first of all, getting an interview, and second of all, getting a head job as a as a as a young coach. Um, yeah, that was what kind of shot me. Uh, when I was originally, I applied for the job at Petersburg. Uh, you know, I'm 24 years old, I guess. I think it's been a few years now. I'm getting old in my 30s, man. I'm, I'm old now. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to forget some stuff. Um, you know, but when I got it, I got an email back. I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I was texting some friends like, hey, man, they're giving me an interview. I'm like, this is a big time deal. And I'm like, I walk into the office and um, you know, there's some of these older dudes that are sitting there that are either walk out and just finished or were up right after, right before me that. It's like, man, dude, it's, you know, there's a lot of guys here with more experience than me. Um, you know, but I think you can win an interview, man, with, with your passion um, for what you're doing and for the game of football. And, you know, I, I, the, my first job, I went in there and went for the interview. I was like, man, I got, nothing, I got nothing to lose. You know, I'm a, I'm a 24-year-old kid applying for my first job and nothing else. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a great experience for me moving forward, having went through the process. Um, but ended up getting it. Um, and again, just, you know, I, I let my kids know that I'm going to outwork every single coach we went against and, and, and put more time and energy into everything that I do and just brought a lot of energy to it. You know, I think when you're the young guy on staff, I think you have to be the guy that kind of brings the energy and um, lets them know, like, hey, listen, man, it's practice time. we got to be juiced up, ready to roll. 
Um, but I think being a young guy, I think we were able to relate to kids a little bit better than somebody that's been in the game for 15, 20 years just because of you know the way that they speak, the way that they talk, what they're doing in their free time, um, you know what they're doing in school. That you know it goes back to age, the old age, um, you know, question. You know, have kids changed? You know, I love that argument. Uh, I listen to people talk about it and give their thoughts on it. Where you know, have kids changed? You know, and you get the people say, no, they haven't changed. You know, they still want to be, they still want to be loved. They still want to be cared for. They want somebody to believe in them, right? But um, I think the way that they process things is really the way they've changed. You know, I mean, they're not um, having those full-on conversations face to face. You know, it's through a Snapchat, a 10-second little snapshot of what they're thinking, and uh, they they think through pictures and, and quick and abbreviated words that. Um, I don't think they've changed. I mean, they haven't changed with what they want to do and, and wanting people to care for them. So um, it's always fun to listen to people talk about that. They're like, oh, kids have changed today. They, it's tough to, to, to really speak to them. It's like, man, not, not really. You know what I mean? Like, show me care. I think they'll do whatever you want for them. That's so good, Coach. Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. I, I don't know that kids have changed. I think adults have really changed. Right. Um, you know, you look at the state – West Virginia and even Southeast Ohio, you look at a number of kids that aren't even raised by mom and dad. Um, yeah. You know, they're coming from different environments, but they still want, like you said, love, right? They want somebody who cares about them, uh, who tries to meet their needs. Uh, that's that's really a good coach. Um, so as we, as we wrap this up, give me a, give me a nugget or give the, give the audience a nugget about how to be uh, just an excellent, excellent coach. Ah, shoot, I never, I, I don't feel like I'm excellent or anything like that. You know, I think that we've, I've had some success, um, you know, with, with what we've done. And uh, like I, said, I think that the biggest thing you can do is just, is really just care about your kids. You know what I mean? If you can uh, show them that you care, not just say, you know, I love you. I love you, right? But you're willing to sit there and jump down their throat and cuss them out and do all these things. Like, man, you don't love that kid. Like, you're, you love his athletic ability and you want him to be something for you. You know that if you truly show that you care and like you're you're talking to them day to day, man, how's how's everything going? How's how's your classes? How's your life? You know, when you generally and genuinely care for a kid, I think that you'll have you'll get more out of that kid, and he'll put more out there for you just because you know a lot of these, like you said, you know some of these kids don't come from a a two parent household where they go home and have a family dinner. You know, some of them live with grandma, some of them uh, live with an older sibling or a cousin that that they don't have those conversations from day to day. They don't know. I mean, when I went home after school, you know, I sat home and had dinner with my mom and dad and my brothers, and we talked about our days, and, you know, you knew that they cared for you. Hey, do you need help with your homework? You know, I had that, and I know that a lot of kids don't have that anymore. Uh, kids sometimes come to we, – we start doing uh, – so from there, you know, uh, the pantry of food, and we start bringing peanut butter and jelly. It's like after a day or two, we're out of four loaves of bread because some of them don't have food, you know? Um, it's like, man, how can we expect them to be successful if they're not even going home and having a meal? So, uh, like you said, just I think showing that you care is more than anything. It'll go so much farther for you as a coach. Um, that if a group of kids know that you'll you'll do anything for them, I think they'll run through a wall for you. Coach, that is that is so so good, um, <laughs> man. You were wise beyond your years. I know that. Uh, See, I don't know about that, man. Like I said, I've had some some great influences. That's for sure. That's awesome, man. Well. Um, uh, Thank you for your time, Coach. And listeners, we will uh, we'll put this up here shortly.